Do you enjoy a nice cigar? Of course you do. Who doesn't like a good stogie? So why don't you head on over to livingmybestcigarlife.com. Don't just live your best life. Live your best cigar life. Everybody to a very special uh, podcast episode because this is actually an episode of Slightly Biased. <laughs> it, it, it is happening. It is real. Slightly Biased is here. We don't know for how long. But I am your host, the General, Steve Reisner. Uh, with me, we got, uh, I think this is probably your first time on the show, right, Chris? Yeah, it's my first time. Yeah, we got uh, we got Chris Remick here uh, at Asian Tatum. He is not actually Jason Tatum's Asian brother. <laughs> he, he is that, that is what he calls himself. Uh, but yeah, so the Celtics lost last night a game they didn't deserve to win that they could have won and should have won. Uh, just, I mean, right from the start in that game, did they just, it, it wasn't their night. They, every team has a night where they're just off shooting. And I mean, they had that last night. They, they, they couldn't buy a bucket to start in that game. What are the one points? Yeah, it was like 21 points. They shot like, I think it was like 24, 25% from three for the game. Oh, yeah. So that's one thing. Uh, the threes, there are too many of them. I, I don't know. I, I hate to beat that dead horse. I know people... Sometimes it's a great shot. You know, you get the open shot, you get the open look, you got to take it. But they, they were taking so many threes last night. And when they're not hitting at a certain point, you got to just stop taking them and go to the basket. Yeah. And it was early in the shot clock, too. And that's just like, that's one of the most frustrating things about Celtics basketball is when they get to that, they always have this span of time where they take threes like four, to five seconds into the shot clock in like three to four possessions in a row. And they just say, it's just not. Yeah. Yeah. They just, they don't like feel the game out. And it, I don't know. Like at the end there, there was um, Brown hat. He was driving the basket and he turns around smarts there and he passes off to smart and he takes the open three, which, you know, my, I don't, Marcus smarts a better shooter than people give him credit for. And I, I do like Marcus Smart to take his open looks at three, but 16 seconds left in the game when you need a buy, when you need a basket, Marcus Smart is not your shooter there. Yeah, and Brown's probably the best finisher on the team. And when you have and him and Tatum, doing, yeah, he was going right to the basket on them all uh, last night. That second half, he was going all night. It's just uh, it, it really just like alludes to how young those two are because there was a span in time where they literally were just taking turns bullying the Pistons and it kind of gave me OKC KD Russ vibes. They were just taking turns scoring on the opposite team and then down that stretch, neither of them wanted to take it to the basket and then they f- took some. Uh, like they weren't terrible shots, but the they weren't the best shot. And um, I think Tatum was like over three in that stretch, and Brown was like over two. 
Oh yeah, they were they were rushing the shots. Tatum, like I I love Tatum, but his shot selection at the end of games has got to get better. He, I mean, I guess we saw it out of Brown last night too, a little bit more because it wasn't just you know ball goes straight to Tatum at the end. But uh, they got to they got to learn to go to the basket more in those at the end of the game. You just have to get the easier basket. Yeah, I just it, – it's tough, um, especially because they're so young, um, for them to really, like, know what the best shot is. But we saw it in the playoffs. Uh, there were stretches where Ta- they needed a basket from Tatum, and he just – he took a, a weird step back or, like, a contested mid, and he's just got to clean that up. I think that's the only thing that's really holding him back. That and he needs a haircut. <laughs> yeah. He just he plays better without a with his with his hair shaved. That's that's a scientific fact. I don't I don't make the science. That's just that's just what it is. Um, look, and I mean we also got to remember we don't have Kemba Walker there, and, and that's a pretty big piece to be missing. And this team still be is still a competitive team. It's still a good team. A lot of people without that. Piece. Yeah, a lot of people are. It, it, this is what I love the most about NBA Twitter early in the season, six games in, is that like, it's, we're six games in. It's th- They're three and three without Kemba Walker. And you're seeing Brown and Tatum play well together as that 1A, 1B kind of scenario, which is obviously what you want to see moving forward. And everybody seems to forget that there's a 20 point per game scorer that's on that team that isn't playing right now. Yeah. And he's such a huge part of that offense. He's Kemba literally in, in that Miami series, you could see how much he affects the offense. Cause when Miami focused on him to kind of suppress him, Brown and Tatum struggled because Kemba makes their job so easy. Yeah, and it's with Tatum and Brown coming on the way that they are so early this season as 1A and 1B, Kemba makes so much more of a difference now because of that. Because you're not going to be able to just go and focus on Kemba. And you're not going to be able to go and just focus on Jason. You're not going to be able to go and focus on Jalen. Because Kemba can still light you up. Yeah. Kemba, two years ago, Kemba was an all-NBA point guard before coming to Boston. People, like, people do not understand how good he is. And just because his numbers dropped, it's because he was on a team with three other guys who could score 20-plus. Yeah, I I wasn't expecting, I didn't want him to be that 30-point-per-game scorer. Exactly. I, I, I was, I was, so, I was, at the beginning of the season, I was hoping like 18 to 20 and he got that, which was awesome. Yeah. Um, but look, so now here's the, what, what besides Kemba Walker, what other pieces do you think the Celtics need? Uh, I like, I like Tristan Thompson signing. I like Jeff Teague. <clears throat> um, I like Peyton Pritchard. I didn't last night. Uh, I else, like what, what I see from need? Pritchard. Um, 
what they need is just a the, it shows how much they miss Gordon Hayward right now because they need that versatile wing that can score either off the bench or with the starters who can just seamlessly fit in the offense and that was why Hayward was so valuable to us and there really is no replacement for a guy like Hayward that would be readily available to the Celtics um, a lot of people thought Grant Williams was going to show like step up. I didn't really think he has that offensive capability yet. I no, I don't think he's got the offensive I, capability. Yeah. I like him as a player. I think he's a smart basketball player. That's why I like him. I think he's just one of those high IQ, high motor. Guys. Yeah, I like him as a corner shooter and a rotational defender. I never really saw him more than that. Um, but hopefully he shows a little bit of improvement because he's been kind of, you know, struggling to really like find his place, uh, in the rotation. And I, I just, I, I want, I want to see minutes for Naismith. I, uh, I, no rookie gets better and learns the offense more by just sitting on the bench uh, and especially in a game like the Detroit Pistons game where nobody can throw it in the ocean. You at least got to look at Naismith for a couple minutes and say like, Hey, like try and get us the bucket, draw up a play to get him open or just have him in the corner on a Brown or Tatum kick. Um, But he's, he's our lottery pick. He's our lottery rookie and Pritchard's, Pritchard's awesome, and I love what I've seen from him. But I just think they need to give Naismith some minutes so he can get comfortable because he just – right now it's just like why why do we even draft him if we're not going to at least give him a look? Well, I see, I, I think he's not ready uh, defensively. But, you know, on a play – a game like last night, like you said, when they couldn't buy a bucket, then I thought – I think you – I agree with that, that you should have at least thrown the – elite shooter that you drafted as a lottery pick out there. Uh, you know, and maybe he could have hit a shot down the end there. She just needed shooting. But, uh, you know, mainly, here's the thing. Have you noticed how much Celtics fans overreact to everything? Uh, yeah. It's, well, it's, it's yeah. because they're so they, – they have such high expectations regardless of what the team looks like. I don't, yes, and I don't understand these expectations. I, I think half these people with at these expectations, you weren't alive in the 90s and you weren't alive in the early 2000s. That they weren't good. Yeah. <laughs> Those weren't, they, were, they weren't good years. We weren't relevant after Bird, Bird and them retired. It, and then, you know, Antoine Walker and Paul Pierce came, and then we even still weren't that relevant other than 2002 <laughs> yeah the, the it, it really came down to the formation of the big three and then yeah and then once that dispersed they went back to being pretty bad for a year or two and, and we and we were supposed to be in a rebuild we this was supposed to be a rebuilding team yeah it was one of the quickest of turnarounds yeah and all of a sudden they were in the eastern conference finals again like almost immediately. Yeah, a lot of a lot of people forget that Jalen Brown has already been in the Eastern Conference Finals three times, and Tatum twice now, and Brown's twenty four and Tatum's twenty two. 
and yeah, that's, they've had that's, success that's, already. That's like uh, how many players win a championship before they're 25? I, I saw someone the other day who wasn't even a Celtics fan. I'll, I'll at least say that. But so if the Celtics don't win a championship in the next two to three years and their window is closed, Tatum and Brown's window closes in two years. I didn't know the window opened yet. Yeah, it's like Tatum's twenty-two. Yeah, two. it's just I, I don't, I don't. When when that. Tatum's twenty-five, I think the dude's gonna be. A, I think he's gonna be a monster out there. Yeah, I, I just like the way he's, and Tatum is a weird player in a sense that a lot of players make their jump in the off season, and you can noticeably see it. Like at the beginning of the season, um, he made his. He makes his in the middle of the season always. He always gets better as the season progresses. So it's like right now, the people are clowning him because he he's struggling to, to to close games out, and but he's still averaging twenty five seven and three, and he's shooting like forty two percent from three, and. If his if his trending like it is past two years, he's only going to get better from here, and it, it's really his playmaking ability um, that needs to take that next step for him to be a really effective superstar. Um, but he's already getting there. He in the playoffs, he had games where he was six to seven dimes, and uh, you get five to seven as a forward. That's perfectly fine. Yeah, that's more than enough to me. Uh, look, I've seen all these reactions. The fire range, no, you don't fire Danny Ainge. If you want to fire Danny Ainge, tell me who you're replacing him with. Oh, you got no one? Okay. This, um, you need a new head coach? Because oh, people told me we missed out on Ty Lue. Ty Lue's not an actual head coach. He's, he's kind of just there. <laughs> Ty, Ty Lue is a player coach. If you have a superstar that yeah is exactly that, that garners a lot of attention, like LeBron, like Kawhi, and Paul George, and you need a coach to get along with them specifically, that's when you bring in a guy like Ty Lue. That's why the Nets hired Nash to get along with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. When you have a team that has a bunch of young, talented guys who haven't really been able to like get it together in a sense where they're not playing the most consistent basketball, then you need a guy like Stevens. And I, by no means do I think that Stevens is the best coach in the NBA, but I think he's one of the top coaches and it's just ridiculous that people hate on him so much. Well, I mean, welcome to Boston. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> they, they've been, they've been, I, I wish I could say that it would change for Stevens if we won a championship, but I mean, Bill Belichick's got fucking six Super Bowls and they're still hating on the dude every day. So it, unfortunately, it's just not going to change no matter what he does. Right. I, I, you'd think that a guy who, like we said, this team's been to, Brown's been to the Eastern Conference Finals three times, Tatum's been there twice. How different! Think about how different all these rosters were, every fucking time. It wasn't the same rosters at all. They they were just there in the Eastern Conference Finals. <laughs> yeah, and it, like you look at the opponents, like the two times, like the two times before last year, 
was against LeBron James, who literally did not miss a final series for like a 10-year span. Yeah, like we weren't supposed to win that series and it went seven games. We all, and Tatum dunked on LeBron. Yeah, and that, that was we almost we almost and we almost and like everybody yeah, without just Hayward stuck. Nerving with Tatum as a rookie, they almost knocked off LeBron on his way to face Golden State. Yeah, and and then I mean if if, if we did that, we'd still be they'd still be getting ripped apart. They'd be calling Tatum not clutch for fucking not beating Golden State. In the yeah, <laughs> and that that uh that first time for Brown, that was the squad with Isaiah Thomas who like tore his hip apart. During that series, yeah. Now Celtics fans still want him back, which it's dude. He hasn't played like since we traded him. I, I've heard, I've heard <laughs> so many things like then, like oh, like sign Thomas, sign Jamal Crawford. It's like sign uh, the some like old veteran like scoring guard. But it's like how many, how many guards do we need? We have. Yeah. We have like five point guards as it is. Yeah, like we don't need to sign another guard. We have Kemba waiting to come back from injury. Once Kemba comes back, it's literally going to be Walker, Teague, Pritchard at the point guard alone. And then Waters and Edwards are probably going to the G League or getting waived. Yeah. And now. So here's the thing. Uh, this isn't going to come till later in the season, but Danny Ainge is walking around with the largest trade exception in NBA history. I don't think he uh, is just, you know, doing that for show. Oh, yeah. He, ha- he, he has worked. to use it this season. He, he's, he's making a move. He has to make a move because he's hearing everyone bitch about him. Like, hey, a- Ainge hears you. He, I know he does. But what what do you think they do? What, what kind of a move? Who do you see them targeting? Well, it really it really depends on if they decide to go for a wing or a center and what's available. Because they did Ainge doesn't like Miles Turner, which is why that and, and Hayward didn't want to sign for whatever the Celtics and were offering. You know what, Miles Turner for his money just really doesn't fit here. Yeah, he he's an interesting asset in a sense that he's a guy who is a very good shot blocker and he can shoot the three pretty consistently. But I just I like the the way Tice plays fits the Celtic system. And, and I like I like Thompson. Yeah, and I like Thompson. Uh, for him, and for the price that Thompson you you get Thompson for it's better than getting Miles Turner for seventeen million. Yeah, and uh, Robert Williams has looked awesome in the time that he's getting, and I think that moving forward he's going to be a very good piece for them if they hold on to him. But um, it's just with these three centers, it's hard to play them together, and they just don't. I don't like the Thompson Tice pairing in the starting lineup. It just yeah, doesn't it's... look that great and i mean i think that it'll change when walker comes back but um yeah i think like i mean that's pretty much i think they're putting trying to put your five best players on the court right um yeah that's 
I could see maybe an Aaron Gordon type of move later in the season if he becomes available for Orlando. Um, who who else? There's, I can't think of the other names I saw. I would not mind Aaron Gordon at all because it would I would it would allow that. Tatum to play the small forward still. But um, yeah, and it would. I think it would appease uh these you know crazy Celtics fans who think it's all about like the fancy dunking shit. <laughs> like I I, don't, I like Aaron Gordon. Aaron Gordon's a good player, but like you know there are people who think basketball is all about being flashy. So I that would appease like that aspect of Celtics fans. Uh, I'm out on a James Harden trade. I do not. I'm, I'm I just not don't. Why would they Brown. do that? I I'm not giving up Jalen Brown for two years of James Harden. It. Ooh, it nothing. Nothing. Dude, James Harden's great. James Harden's an MVP, multiple time MVP. James Harden has. James Harden went to a finals when he was the third player on with Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook, and they didn't win. Yeah, it's just when you have a guy like. Tatum on your team, you can't have a guy like Harden on your team because they're both mostly ball dominant players. And Tatum is at that level where he can still play off ball without like him, like really getting upset about it because he's more of a team player. Sorry for people who like James Harden, just know he's not that much of a team player. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, no, he's, he's the not. Dude, That's not his the dude. Thing. He'll say, oh, I want to win a championship, but my usage rate has to be through the roof, and I need 25 shots a game. <laughs> like, like everybody wants to win a championship if that if they can contribute like that. And I, I need to shoot a step back three whenever I feel like it. And it's not even – it's not even like – like, yeah, he's an amazing playmaker. He's oh, one of the best playmakers in the league. But when he's such – a black hole offensively in terms of there's not much movement from anybody else. It's either he's dribbling the ball in an isolation or it's going to be more of like a pick and roll where he can just spoon feed whoever's the center. But And now it also doesn't fit the coach you have because of all these, all these things. Right. <laughs> and Stevens and the reason Kemba works so well uh, and the reason Kyrie worked the first year was because those were scoring guards, but they played off ball a lot. And unless yeah. less Kyrie Kemba plays more off ball, but Kyrie that first year was still willing to play off ball. And then when we needed him to have the ball, he was that ball dominant point guard who got us buckets down the stretch. But that's just not James Harden. He's not going to move off ball if that's the game plan. He has to have the ball in his hands to be the most effective. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it's like, I mean, pretty much like I was saying, it's he's gone. He's around for a couple more years, right? You're this. What people are saying that the Celtics championship window is closing. No, it's not. It had, the thing is not open. I don't. I don't think their window is open. They're just. They're overachievers. I think they they had Every they year. had a small window in a sense that when you had Kyrie Irving, Gordon Hayward, Al Horford, and then Tatum and Brown. Yeah, and Smart. See, I thought like that's a different window. Yeah, that's like, like that's... a small one to two year window. It's like you have Kyrie Irving, you have these guys, but just injuries 
and and just team chemistry stuff. But I mean, think about you. Know, this is a team that they lost Kyrie Irving, Al Horford, Terry Rozier, all in, and Aaron Baines, all in one offseason. And they went back to the Eastern Conference Finals the year after. Yeah, it's and I, I mean, <laughs> I I miss Aaron Baines, man. I oh, I love. Baines. I wish that he was still on the Celtics. Um, but yeah, like you said, they trade. They got they got Kyrie. They lost Kyrie. They got Kemba. They lost Horford. They got Cantor, and everybody was clowning them at the beginning of the season. It was like that's like you traded your two best, like you lost your two best players and you got that back. Like, and nobody thought that the Celtics were going to be that great, but I mean, Kemba was just a better fit. And he was like, everybody who watches basketball and watched that last season for the Celtics knew that Kemba was a better fit because it was just, there were times during that season. It was one of the most unenjoyable seasons to watch in Celtics history because oh my God. Tatum was in the corner. He was upset. Brown was coming off the bench. He was upset. Marcus Morris was upset. Kyrie was pissed off. Well, Marcus Morris is always upset about something. I couldn't fucking stand Marcus Morris. I'm sorry. You know, I'm not supposed to hate on so I fucking couldn't stand that guy. I was glad to see him go. There was something about him. I liked him when he was on the Celtics, but seeing last season uh, kind of changed my opinion a little bit. Yeah, I yeah. Well, I mean, obviously, it turned into a little fucking punk last yeah. year. But I just I, I just I didn't like him. I didn't like him when he was here. I, they really, he just he irked me. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I don't really have much else. I wish I don't. I know we have not convinced Celtics fans to not overreact to this. Just they have to. to you have to chill out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, the. The one thing that, like, I don't understand why people are freaking out, they, like, Brown and Tatum look awesome. Brown Brown and Tatum look Brown, fucking amazing. Brown looks like he's going to be one of the front runners for most improved player. Tatum looks like he's on his way to another all-NBA selection. And, I mean, Brown looks like if he keeps this up, he'll be an all-NBA selection over Tatum because statistically he's just playing better right now. But – when you see – and also, guys, you have to remember, they're on the same team. It doesn't matter who's better. I've seen all these debates on Twitter. Yeah, they're I like, know, oh, like, Tatum's not nearly better, better than – like. It, it's – just enjoy the fact that they're both ascending at the same time. <laughs> they're young Celtics players who want to be here and have extended for five more years. So just be happy they're here. Yeah, well, I don't need a debate about who's better. Like, it's just so ridiculous. There's, there's no point in that. Like, I, 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 okay, I know it's a little different because a Lakers fans debating over who's better between uh, LeBron and AD at this current stage. Like, do they have to have this debate? That has any other fan base ever like debated that amongst themselves? Like. Oh, but he's better than the other one. Oh, Casey, with Durant and Westbrook at the end. Oh, oh. yeah, okay, see what, yeah, well, they, yeah, because 
they moved one of them. <laughs> yeah, it was just uh, it was a weird <laughs> dynamic there too, because like Russ was like the outspoken like vocal leader, and Katie just showed up yeah. and dropped thirty every night. <laughs> That was a weird dynamic. But, uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much all I got. Uh, one of my Celtics followers had hit me up saying that they were happy to find the Slightly Biased podcast because they need the Celtics content. And I figured I should actually record an episode of my podcast for them. I know. This is a, this is a rare occasion. I'm honored to be here. Yeah. Yeah, there's actually a Slightly Biased episode. It wasn't even as loud as I normally go. You should hear me later in the season. <laughs> Well, we're not just five. Yeah, games it's games early, games. so <laughs> it's, it's it's again. Why not to overreact? We have six fucking games into the season. Yeah, I'm gonna wait until Kemba comes back before I d- get upset about anything. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I'll wait until the last like thirty, twenty, thirty games of the season before I start really freaking out about fucking games that they lose. But uh, yeah, so this is this is all we got here for you, folks. Um, Chris, tell everyone where they can find you. Uh, yeah, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Asian Tatum. I also got a YouTube channel. Um, we only got one video up. It's uh, Jason Tatum mix for you Celtics fans. Um, but we got more content on the way. And uh, yeah, thank you for having me. Uh, love talking Celtics basketball. Yeah, I figured I'd make you useful. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, I was asking. I don't even know why. Because Davis had said he'd come on. And then he's like, he's like, well, I haven't watched any. Because uh, Davis lives in Oklahoma, for you folks who don't know this. But he's like, I haven't watched any Celtics games since Christmas since they haven't been on national TVs. So you're probably better off asking Remick. I'm like, oh, yeah, that makes a lot more <laughs> sense. I should have probably asked someone who's <laughs> watched the team play before. So yeah, we I, I know I know you watch it. Um but yeah, thanks for tuning in everybody. Um you can catch all this uh at bluecollarmg.com. Um catch both of us on the Interlab podcast this week. Um and you can at least catch me on the uh new show, the Blue Collar Cantina with uh Mark Guajardo, our video editor, doing uh all movie reviews and shit. As well as uh, keep your eye out for Call Your Shot. I am man Josh Elliott from just a bit outside. We are, we are pretty much renovating the gambling game uh, for ourselves. Uh, so, yeah, keep your eye out for that. Coming next week, January 7th, will be our first episode of that on the Blue Collar Facebook channel. Uh, yeah, that's all I got. Thanks for coming man, on. No Chris. problem, man. Thanks for having me.